0: Love, talk, radio. Welcome to Coffee Talk with Shell, where there's always variety in life. Well, I'm not sure the intro finished. It usually has uh, a little other part where it says where there's always variety in life. I think my introduction got cut out, but I'm not sure. I guess I'll know when I listen back. Uh, I have not hosted a segment, I think, since... December, I did a very short Santa Claus segment, but overall, I've hardly fairly hosted segments in quite a while over a year um, and only did a few the year prior. So lots has happened in my life, and I just wanted to kind of catch y'all up. My listeners, co-hosts, guests, and all, I have missed y'all dearly. I definitely want to give a special shout out to Screaming Eagles, my soldier friends that served in Afghanistan for many years uh, and sadly have lost many of them. And thinking of y'all, especially as this is Memorial Day weekend. So I just want to take a moment to say thank you and remember all of those who we have lost, who have served, and uh, just take a moment out to remember them. And I thank you all to all military and their loved ones for all the sacrifices you make for all of us. So Coffee Talk with Shell. I began this podcast back 2009 after my parents both passed away 2008 to give me something positive to look forward to, to be in control of. It led me to some amazing opportunities. Uh, many people have asked me if I completely stopped the podcast, but I have not. I go on hiatus, as you can tell, sometimes for quite a while. However, something always brings me back to my podcast, and it's probably because of y'all, the people that I've met. Um, and, I, and I like the research. You know, I've interviewed, you know, from actors to musicians to nonprofit directors and such, and I always do the homework. So to speak, you know, I watch the movie, I read the book, I I do the research, I learn about the nonprofit, you know, I, I prepare interview questions and all that. And um anyway, so my life has kind of taken a turn this past year. I have some big updates. So I'm forty seven, almost forty eight. July twenty fifth is coming up, that's my birthday. I'll be forty eight. And uh I was married eighteen years. I met him 1996. We dated off and on throughout college years and such. And then 2003, we got married. And then this past year, uh, 2021, August 17th to be exact, I moved out and filed for divorce. And my official divorce date is October 15. I won't go into detail on that so much. I know, of course, it's human nature to ask me why. I'll just say in general, I chose self-love first. And it was the most difficult decision of my entire life. But it also was what I needed to do for myself, first and foremost. I moved out and chose to lived somewhere I was kind of familiar with. And it's an interesting story. So, like, I'm actually sitting here right now in this apartment that I lived in back when I was, like, around age 24 or so, um, 1996. And so it's been interesting coming back. I live in my old college town, my old apartment. But this time, um, I started grad school this spring semester. I just got a 4.0 GPA. I'm thrilled about that. I worked really hard for it. Took two courses. One of the two courses I um, got to student teach for a little bit and really just a day. It was like a whole semester project to learn how to create a lesson plan and student teach. And and that to me is very special um, because I student taught in my mother's old classroom. So I'm a reunited adoptee, so I always clarify, because people always ask which mother, or which side of the family. So my mother that adopted and raised me, taught journalism, uh, like yearbook, newspaper, all that good stuff. And so I went back to her actual old high school classroom. The current teacher is amazing. She was so kind and helpful. The students were awesome too. I do bring this up as a side note, sadly, because of all the school shootings, just horrific, and my thoughts and prayers, you know, the 19 students and the two teachers that passed away, and then the teacher's husband that died from a heart attack as a result of immense grief, and, and many others that were injured. It's just terrific. Um, so I've been asked a lot about why I want to be a teacher, slash so school counselor. I'll explain that in a minute. Um, but side note, I've also been asked about my own experience with the school safety. So the day I went in to student teach, the way it worked was um, I had already been there prior because of, you know, class observation. So they had, you know, my name and my ID on file and all that and registered. And then they also had it registered, you know, they have a log of, like, when you're coming in. So they, they, they were prepared for my arrival. But I still had a buzz in. Uh, they had an intercom with a video camera outside the school. So you buzz in and wait for them to let you in. And they did. And then they initially took me to the front office and explained to me that the school was on hold status, which is not locked down, but it's like the level right before that, which means cannot walk the hallways however the adults can, like the staff, the teachers can. And there were many police walking those hallways while I was there. Uh, I chose to mostly stay in the classroom with the students. You know, I'm very protective, have maternal instinct, teacher instinct, all that. Uh, so I tried my best not to leave the classroom unless I absolutely had to. Um, it lasted about half a day, about four hours. And... My heart broke for these kids. I was just so frustrated for them being stuck like that. You know, the first thing I did as soon as the intercom announcement came on telling them they could, um, you know, walk the halls again, so to speak. I mean, technically they're in class, but, um, well, actually they stayed in the one class the whole time instead of going different classes, obviously because of the whole status, but as soon as the whole status was listed, they all rushed to the restrooms, and I just oh, I just felt so bad for them. And um, so I'm going to kind of go off on a tangent here and there, like things I think of like that, and then go back to other topics. Um, also, since this is, you know, on my mind and I've been asked a lot, so many messages flooded with messages of, with these questions recently. Understandably, I don't mind people asking me questions. Um, the other thing is, you know, people like, do you want to be a teacher, school counselor? Not a teacher and school counselor because my goal is to become a school counselor. However, I have to get a master's degree and then be a teacher for two years to become a school counselor. Like, I have to, of course, pass, you have to get a, um, a teaching certificate and then pass. content but you know subject exam which I will try for Spanish and journalism because those are the enough hours I already have for when I was undergrad and my bachelor's for my major and my minor and I need to at least pass one subject exam to be able to become a teacher and then for that first year you teach that and then the second year you can switch subjects and the program that I'll be going into I really like because I can have a temporary permit so that I can actually be paid full-time with teacher benefits and all while I'm getting my teaching certificate, which is really cool. But I have not begun that program because I need to get my master's degree first. Um, so one step at a time. I mean, technically I could do it at the same time, but I'm, so I'm working full-time and going to school, uh, grad school full-time. Uh, So I did my first semester, two courses, and then I'm going to take five weeks summer session starting June 6th to July 8th, two classes, and then three classes technically in the fall, but two of them are going to be like one each half a semester, and then the third class is like the full semester. If things go well enough, I'll be able to finish by... Spring uh, 2023, but it might be summer or fall, depending on mainly this, the. It's like a thesis project semester, but we call it capstone. It's like a course I have to take to do the capstone, like a thesis semester project, and I um, might have to wait until fall 2023 um, for that particular course. So depending on that. But the latest that should be done, hopefully, at the very latest by fall 2023, by that December, if not sooner, with getting my master's and then, you know, doing the uh, teaching certificate program, getting you know, certified to become a teacher. Then I also, a lot of exams and certifications, and I also, understandably, need to pass school counselor certification exams as well, Um it's kind of confusing because it's a little different and not everyone's familiar with this. And I wasn't either until I went to grad school preview day when I was like, how do I combine these different goals? So, like, I really want to be a school counselor, but I also, you know, I have a business mindset too with crocheting and, you know, I have an Etsy shop and all that, but also stand-up comedy, um, which, you know, performing arts, but it also has a business side to it and you know ticket sales and tours and all that and so I asked about that so I decided to combine so I'm in interdisciplinary studies with two concentrations which are higher education and management and that's because my goal is be a teacher for two years, school counselor several years, but later down the road before retirement, upper level college administrative type job. And so that's how all that works. So because the way I'm doing it, it gives me all of those options, which is kind of cool. So I'm not stuck with just one thing. Um, and my other goal is be a teacher and school counselor and then some weekends and parts of summertime I would like to still pursue my passion of stand-up comedy and to intertwine that with motivational speaking and you know uh, do gigs with home gigs or events speaking events at um, churches schools um, maybe um, you know maybe even comedy clubs and all that but churches and schools I would love to to do motivational speaking and business with you, business definitely. And I have like this whole presentation thing I can do easily about just how to have an amazing day itself or amazing day at work, for example. But there's a lot more to it, but like my life story itself is very motivational. You know, I'm a strong believer in overcoming challenges, I think. We all are human. We all go through hardships. We all go through life challenges, and it's up to us to figure out how to overcome them. And my life experience, I've learned how to turn turn negative into positive. I believe in, good, for example, when my adoptive parents passed away in 2008. I went through a grief recovery class after my father died. Uh, my mother died two weeks after my class ended, and I began volunteer teaching grief recovery classes right after that. And uh, yeah, I think I think we go through things in life to, you know, to pay it forward. I don't I, I don't see the point of going through something so terrible and not finding some way to find a positive such negative moments in our lives and pay it forward and give back. Um, also, back then when my parents passed away, I had two broken arms during that time. And used crochet as a way of uh, physical therapy daily so that my arms, because they were going to be stuck like the way the elbows were going to be bent, stuck forever if I didn't, really. so, the way my arms broke. And so I volunteered to teach group, uh, me, uh, crochet classes as well. I actually just taught it off a few weeks ago from my old hometown. I still go back to the library there. I have this amazing uh, room called the Maker Space on the second floor of the library. I love it. So that's been interesting for me, too. It's intertwining my old hometown and my family and friends there and making new friends and connections here. So I feel like I'm in limbo in some ways, I'll be honest with you, because I'm I'm not settled here. It's definitely like a transition town time for me here in Denton. I've learned, I've learned so much about myself this past year. Most people see the ex, me as an extrovert. A lot of people didn't realize I had an introvert side to my personality as well, which they've now seen this past year, especially me as a grad student. You know, I've given up a lot and, um, you know, for grad school because you have to be so self-disciplined. And I think I've worked from home for so many years and done well at that. that, I think, helped pay off um, for grad school, too. So where was I? (laughs) Oh, so, okay. So here in Ditton, for example, the ways I've been connected with the community. um, Grad school are online classes, so that's a little tricky. There are some classmates that I kind of became friends with here and there. My... Apartment neighbors, pretty much, we live behind the campus, and pretty much all my neighbors are grad students, which I love, so they, you know, they study, there's no, like, party animals or anything, and they're all very kind. Um, majority of them are in the IT program, which, you know, have come to ground because I've been vice president of sales for IT security type slash company for past few years now, so that's been interesting. Um so that's one way I've connected. I also rejoined a church I used to work out with the children and I I always claim to be non-denominational. I'm a Christian, but I don't have a certain religion. And this church is episcopalian and I started learning more about their culture, tradition, religious beliefs, um, traditions are they're very beautiful and uh You know, I'll have one-on-ones with both the lead reverend and the assistant reverend. Even now I still email them. I try to email them once a week. I haven't lately. I need to. It's probably been about two weeks since I've emailed one of them. Uh, But I I do that just to kind of, like, keep in touch. I mean, I I go to church as well sometimes. Um, They have a few different service options on Sundays. I usually go to 5 o'clock service on Sunday. And if I don't go, I try to watch the sermon online when I miss. And I've been, um, so I've been connected that way. I also joined a couple of singles groups and go to their events sometime. Last night was movie night, and that was really fun. That was an interesting experience for me. I have not been, had not been to the movie theater since before the pandemic began, nor since divorce. And when I was married, my ex and I went to the movies all the time. So it was a little weird for me at first, but God is good. And uh, this is a new Top Gun movie, Top Gun Maverick. I highly recommend it. And uh, side note there, I definitely hope to do some movie review segments soon on this podcast because that's always fun with y'all. And um, man, I found like a lot of tone, like monotonous, monotonous today. <laughs> Usually I sound a little more. I don't know, charismatic, but I think it's possibly because I'm tired. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, um, the only catch was it was kind of weird because we didn't buy our tickets together, which we should have. We bought our tickets, like, separate times, so we we never sat together. Like, we were all in the same theater, but we were in different seats, which was kind of weird, and then there were three of us. I think there were seven of us that went all together to the theater, and then there were three of us, including myself, that went out afterwards this place called the dive it's real popular they usually have live music and ironically they have stamp comedy which the show was probably almost over by the time we got there late and you know after the movie and it was like 15 to for the show you know they had like a separate It's like i'm not gonna pay 15 dollars to just watch the end of the show although of course i support stamp comedy as a comedian myself but um so we ended up just going outside which was beautiful because it's right by a lake and it was so peaceful i loved it Weather's been nice lately here, and uh, oh my goodness me, I keep forgetting to watch the switchboard. So you know, try calling. I apologize. and um, I just remembered I posted the phone number on the on my Facebook. Um, sometimes I do, and sometimes I don't take calls when I do podcasts. It varies, and also when I do interviews, it varies too. It's up to the guests. Most guests love listener. Calling in and asking them questions, but not always. But most cases they do. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get back to doing interviews and stuff. I really miss this. And um, anyway, it's just sometimes I just feel like it's better to just kind of get this out of the way and just catch all up, so I'm not bombarded with questions later on. So just get this done. Here we go, and then I can move on to you know movie reviews and trending topics and. You know, guest interviews and all that fun stuff later. Um, what else? Where was I? Oh, somehow maybe not. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, oh, also, thank God it's good earlier. Um, I was really happy because when I first got to the theater, like literally right before I walked into my my auditorium when the movie was, uh, not my auditorium, my the theater auditorium. Uh, my dear friend Dana. W- was there. And I was so happy to see her. And it turned out she was on the road right below me, too. It was so cool. And she and I used to go to the movies together. We were college friends. We we didn't go to the same high school, but we, like, have mutual friends and we both, um, you know, grew up in the same hometown and all that. So that was really cool. So we were good friends. We lived in the same dorm for a while as undergrads back in the day and uh yeah so i thought that was kind of funny i was like oh we used to go to the all the time she's like yeah we definitely meet up sometime this summer and maybe go a movie or something i was like i love that idea so that that lifted my spirits to know like you know that i had that from there and then of course the, the friends from the singles group they were very kind one one i've met before one i had not um with the, when the three of us came out after and then yeah singles group is interesting because it's it's not you know, people always assume it's dating, but, but it's not. It's actually, it's just us, like, wanting to make friends our age, which is so nice that I've made friends, especially here in a college town. I really was hesitant about that, and I almost didn't even attend any of the events until I discovered that majority of them are my age range. They're like, I'm 47, going on 48 soon, and most of them are, like, late 40s to early 50s. Not all of them, but majority of them, which is awesome. And they pretty much, for the most part, were all there for the same reason of just, you know, making friends. It just helps to be able to hang out with other people that can relate to that have been through divorce and such, you know. Um, it's a great support group in that sense and made some good friends that way. But... I don't know why this, like, shy side of me, like, when I was a kid, you know, it was kind of awkward and shy. It's suddenly come back and making new friends. Like, it's getting a little better. But speaking of that, so these are ways that I'm showing you, like, I've been really trying to connect with the community, you know, the church, the singles group. Um, There is a crochet group here that I just haven't had a chance to meet up with. I'm going to try to do that soon, too, crochet knitter group. Um, they just like meet at a coffee place, hang out. You know, the most towns I've lived in, they've they've had something like that. Not that I lived in a lot of towns, but uh, I mean, my last place where I, when I moved out, I lived in that house from 2008 till 2021. 14 years I lived in that house, and 18 years I was married. And my ex, I had known. I think, like, 25 years. So, I mean, this was really difficult decision. But I, I had no choice, to be honest with you. Like, in my heart of hearts, I knew it was the right thing to do, even though it was very difficult. It just was the right thing to do. And he even agreed, like, you know, even though he didn't want the divorce, he realized and understood why I was doing it, why I was choosing to, to leave. Um and, and you know, I um, wish him the best. Pray for him, his family, and all that. You know, I, you know, I forgive, and God is good. And you know, I'm human too. I'm not perfect either. Um, so uh, you know, by God's grace, I was able to forgive him. I don't know if he was able to forgive me for things, but I, uh, you know, I can only work on myself. <laughs> Um, what else? I'm trying to think. I feel like there's another group I've met. I'm forgetting, but I don't know. And then, okay, so then that leads me to, I also alternate going back to my old hometown. So my biological mother and husband, my old mom and stepdad, I call them, they live in my old hometown area. And so that's what I got. Went back not long ago to volunteer teach crochet at the library there. Still, you know, I go like once every three months, once a quarter. I go teach a class at the library, and I usually go sometimes one weekend a month, sometimes one weekend every two months. Varies. Uh, staying at my bio mom's house for the weekend. I was just there the weekend after I finished grad school because. I felt so bad, the timing was awkward. So Mother's Day weekend was the weekend right before my final exams week. So she and I agreed for us to wait and celebrate Mother's Day the weekend after. So I went and stayed with them the weekend after. And we had fun, we had lunch, and watched a, um, a movie on TV that's also in the theater, you know, if like you can rent her choice. It was The uh, Lost City with Sandra Bullock, and in Satan, it was cute. It was like a romance comedy. Um, Oh, and the swam. my bad mom's got the pool. That was really fun because you know how bad I've been wanting to swim at her pool. I love swimming. Swimming and tennis have been, like, something I, I've learned about myself. Like, I know what I like, but when you're married for so long, you make so many sacrifices. And I'm one of those that's, like, very kind and giving and what do you want to do kind of thing. You know, not that he didn't always, but, like, we did malls and movies a lot, but, like, he would always go to – Um, Six Flags and I got really burned out last many years on it I was just like you know all vacations had to be theme parks and I didn't want that Like, I want a relaxing vacation we weren't always agreeing on things like that and so I'm happy to figure out about myself that that tennis and swimming are the two things that I like to do year round like even in the winter I would go play on the tennis court out in the cold (laughs) sweatshirts and all And swimming, thankfully, they have um, a couple of indoor pools here through the the university campus and such. And now it's summertime, and uh, some of the friends in the singles group live at apartments with pools, and others have houses with swimming pools. Like, I think July 16th, a lot of us are going to one of the guys' houses for a big, like, summer pool party. I'm really excited about that. Um, And then... The other family I go visit, that leads me to the other update, sort of, still in limbo, but I go to Corsicana. Um, I only went, like, a couple of weekends during my first semester of grad school, but, like, last semester when I wasn't in grad school yet, during the fall season, I probably went one weekend a month or one weekend every two months, and so... As I mentioned, you know a lot of y'all know I'm a reunited adoptee. I grew up with one sister, and then um, reunited on uh, my birth dad side. I have three siblings: one sister and two brothers. My two brothers live in Corsicana. One brother and his wife have six children, beautiful blended family. My other brother and his wife have two children, and that's the brother Josh that I stay with. Um, Josh and I are. We're all four of us siblings get along really well, but Josh and I are more similar in personality. And then my other brother and sister, Cabler and Jana are more similar in their personality. They're more quiet, (laughs) reserved overall. And Josh and I are more, you know, social, outgoing and have sense of humor and all that. We're very funny people. Although I, again, do have an introvert side too that people have now realized (laughs) since I've been in grad school. And one of their two daughters, so both my nieces, and one of them, the older one, I call them Pumpkin and Apple. That's the name. That's what I call. Them. So Pumpkin is also my goddaughter. So my brother Josh lives on the land that his in-laws own. So like, his in-laws live pretty much almost next door. So I'm like not far at all. Like walking distance. Just walk down the ways, and there's their house. And it's like 130 acres. And they always have animals. You can go fishing and hunting, like deer and all that, Um, duck hunting. They have cows and horses. And I've gone horseback riding, fishing, hunting with my brother. I mean, it's been amazing bonding with my brother and his family and experiencing country life because I've always wondered what it would be like to live out in a small town, in a country. And I noticed – I'm happiest there. I just feel at peace when I'm out in the country area. And so I'm hoping and praying to find a way to move out there. I may get another apartment there, too. I haven't decided for sure. I've got to figure all this out. There's a lot of roadblocks that have come to make it happen. I was hoping. I'm still hoping by August, but I don't know if I'm pushing my luck on the timeline right now. But uh, well, I'm in Denton for now, but not long term like i really want to go to of course Canada and be you near know, my family there and be out in the country in the small town because i've always lived in the city you know i grew up well i originally from waco and then when i was like eight well, okay let's back up i was born and adopted in fort worth from the glani adoption agency but the day i was adopted as a baby i my parents lived in waco so then we lived in waco until Somewhere after second grade, we moved to Dallas-Fort Worth area, to be more specific, uh, Carrollton for six months. Worst time ever. I had pneumonia. I missed most of school. Those six months was awful. Then we moved to Irving, where I mostly grew up. That's where the Cowboys Stadium used to be in Irving, Texas. And um, my father taught at my high school. My mother taught high school in Carrollton, where a student taught her class not long ago, her whole classroom and all. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know, like, I always grew up in the city, and I always, and the city's okay. Like, in some ways, I know I'll miss, I'll miss, like, the, inc- um, I, I call it instant. Like, I think we get spoiled in the city because there's, like, a Starbucks on every corner, or, you know, you can get your food to go. Like, I, I have a, a stand-up comedy act I do about country five versus city-fied, and I say, uh, I'm trying to remember, i say like one of the differences is the like slower pace of the country. For example, you know, we get spoiled in the city because everything's instant, quick. You know, you order your food, it's it's ready to go, right then and there. But when you're like go to Dairy Queen and all you order, and this is true firsthand experience, every single time this happens to me, all I order is a small vanilla ice cream cone, nothing else. I wait thirty minutes or more that order, and I'm like, what is taking so long, so the punchline is I do an act out, like, no, no, like a, like a cow, and I'm saying they're milking the cow in the back, like my ice all homemade so much as the cow's actually being milked in the back and all like, it takes that long <laughs> so I know living in the country will teach me patience however, I mean, I had you know, from 2020 to 2021, I had COVID for three months, followed by cancer for eight months had liposarcoma I had uh, one tumor removed from my left breast, three tumors removed from my back. Each surgery had complications and prolonged recoveries. And uh, anyway, and finally got stronger, you know, returned to work. I couldn't even work from home. It was so crazy. Well, I guess I could have, but my boss at the time insisted that I take the time off. He was amazing like them, still amazing. And then, um, but it probably would have been difficult because I rested a lot. I mean, oh, I was tired all the time. And even now, sometimes I feel like I don't have my full energy back. It takes a long time to recover. Um, but overall, I do, I do better than back then. That's for sure. I've come a long way, And that's the other thing. Like I tell people, I'm like, you know, when you see your life flash before your eyes like that, you know, we've all experienced a pandemic, so we've all gone through Sadly, you know, more than likely, each of us lost someone that died from COVID. You know, loved ones, family, friends, and all. And um, or you know, had COVID like me. I had it for high COVID long haulers three months, and then cancer right after that eight months. And my cancer diagnosis was delayed because of my COVID because you know I couldn't even get in. I knew, I knew something was wrong. Um. I knew that I had a lump in my breast, and I could feel it, and I was so scared because I knew that it had gotten much larger. So by the time I got my diagnosis, honestly, I wasn't that surprised because, you know, you just kind of know. You know your body. You know that gut feeling. Sadly, I was right. But thankfully, the type of cancer I had, the main treatment was surgery and I looked out that the surgery was enough for me to cure it. Um, but it sure was a long process. I think my first surgery was August 31st was the breast tumor surgery and December 4th was the surgery for the three tumors removed from my back. And then I think it was the last day of March. It was the end of pretty sure it was March 31st that I got the remission news the awesome news I've been waiting for so yeah so I think it was about eight months time, um overall anyway sign up there off on a tangent again nine minutes to go okay I put 45 minutes because I didn't know how long I was going to talk I didn't know how long it's going to take to give updates anyway I feel bad I sound so down <laughs> I shouldn't sound so down. I'm just tired and I've been reading I got both my textbooks now so I start you know the summer session um June 6th, like in a week, I'm on a three week break, by the way, between ending spring semester and starting the summer session. So I'm only doing summer one session, two classes, five weeks. It's going to be intense because I didn't want to be in school the whole summer. I wanted to feel like I had some summer break. So I get a seven week break after this summer session ends. And I'm really excited about that because my birthday it, month you know, is July. So that's really cool. So, yeah, I'm really excited. So, July 8th is the last day of classes. And then I'll uh, have a seven-week break. And then I start up, like, I think the very end of August is when fall semester starts. Um, Yeah. So, man, I really want to move to Canada. I mean, there's certain things, like, the apartment itself I love. I absolutely love, like, I'm sitting here looking at. I'm in my bedroom right now looking at, you know, my built-in bookshelves and dresser and the built-in two-desk. Like there's this one wall, literally, it's, it's built-in, two-desk, dresser, bookshelf, and it it's such a space saver, and it's beautiful. And the apartment size itself for a one-bedroom is very spacey. I have a walk-in closet. I have a big, a nice, pretty big bedroom and the den size isn't bad. Part of the reason why I think the apartment feels pretty spacious is because it it goes back, like, thought. like you walk in, you have the den area, and then you have, like, a little dining area and the kitchen, and then you have a hallway that you walk towards, like, to the bedroom. So, it the, I think that hallway helps expand the apartment a lot, and it's, like, a red brick building, and I don't know, I just, I really, I wish I could take the apartment itself with me you <laughs> that. But uh, hopefully I'll get a nice apartment there in Canada, and I hope I figure this out. I just don't know if I'll move by August or, it's, or I may have to wait a few more months or so. It just varies because I might need to save up, put more money down. I don't know. I wish I had better credit scores, but I don't. <laughs> so I got to, which I'm being proactive. I. Oh man, I hate that kind of stuff. I was really proud of myself. I got my credit report and my credit scores a few days ago, and you know I saved all the info. So I'm like, okay, the apartments I really want to move in, they have TransUnion. This is the score I need. This is the score I got. These are you know, the things that are on the report that I need to work on paying off to get my score higher. So I'm being proactive. I'm proud of myself for that. I'm facing this head on. <laughs> and it isn't easy, but I'm going to try my best. Um, anyway, but yeah... Um, I'm trying. And it's nice here. I need to lose a lot more weight. Like I have lost weight, but I'm not near my goal yet, which is really frustrating, especially when I'm active. And like, what is taking so long? Like, any perspective doctors my friends or what? <laughs> you know, I had a hysterectomy when I was like 29, menopause 20 years, and I mean, in one way, it's really positive because I finally started losing weight, especially after cancer and all. But, it, but at the same time, it's like I really thought I would be more focused on my goal on that. So I'm, I'm not changing my diet plan and all that good stuff doing here. I've been doing a lot of research to figure out what I need, you know, and all that. Personally, i have going to double check with my doctor, but from what I understand, I think I figured. I was doing Mediterranean diet, which I really like overall, but I'm going to switch to Brightline. I mean, I'm not saying it right. Yeah. I think Brightline will be better for me because I like to eat protein. You know, the keto diet i really i was hoping i could do that because most people i know that's what they do they do keto diet to lose weight like, but then i'm worried about i want to lose weight faster than i'm want to lose weight and keep it off my doctor says i'm doing it the right way because i'm slowly gradually losing weight but it's, i'm getting really impatient especially <laughs> with like summertime you're like oh i have got a film the body urine right but anyway, but the good thing is I do have the majority of my energy back and I am active and tennis and swimming has been really good for me going out to the country and extremely active. That's everything I know. The apartments that I want to move to have a park, like with a walking trail and tennis courts and everything right across the street, which is awesome to just walk and right to it and do all that good stuff. So I know that'll help. Um, and they have a swimming pool, too, there at the apartment. So the I like to catch is I have to figure out if they have an indoor pool somewhere in Corsicana because I want to be able to swim year-round. So I, I always try to find an indoor pool. And I know some places have even indoor tennis courts, but they're not as easy to find. But then again, I I really just don't mind playing tennis outside most times. Unless it's raining, I don't want to play if it's raining. Anyway, I don't know. I mean, I don't even know if I'm going to keep this segment up. (laughs) I've been rambling on this. I usually sound a lot more upbeat, but uh, I'm tired. I'm really relaxing right now. Just playing it cool. I'm just trying to have fun and rest a lot, although I'm already reading my textbooks early. (laughs) I like to do that so that at least I kind of, you know, I read the first few chapters early, so I kind of am familiar with the format and all before the classes start. So I started doing that earlier, and I need to clean up my apartment. Started doing that, but I've still got a lot to go. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. All right. Anyway, enough about me. <laughs> it's all about me. Oh, my gosh. I hope you all are doing well. And if you all have any um, guest interview requests, if you yourself want to be a guest or you want to suggest, Someone for me to interview or uh, suggest a topic. I'm always I'm always open to uh, topic suggestions, guest interview requests, all that good stuff and more. And I hope you will call in and say hey sometime. I love it when y'all call and say hello or ask me questions or ask the guest questions. It's always fun. Uh, I know y'all love Open Mic Night. I should do that really soon. Uh, open Mic Night is where you know it's like poetry, music, comedy, all that. You can call in and perform. Those are those are really fun. You all always inspire me with your talent. Um, so yeah, so when I'm not doing interviews, uh, trending topics, you know the big news stories and all, uh, trending topics is a segment. Open mic nights, nice, another popular segment. Those are probably my two popular segments. My my recurring segments I do along with different interviews. And you can go back in the archives and listen to a lot of interviews. I think the uh the a big interview I did a while back, the, one of the last big interviews I did was uh the if you've seen walk ride rodeo movie on Netflix, the life story movie is based on Amberly Snyder who uh is really, really good at the rodeo oh my gosh, she's amazing. And she was in a horrible car accident and paralyzed for life and Oh, my gosh, still beats records and all. Like, she's just so inspiring. So I really enjoyed interviewing her. It was just a little awkward. If you get through the interview, it all goes well until the very end because my power went out and I lost Internet connection. And, you know, the podcast connects through Internet. on the switchboard. And I left her hanging, like, literally, and she eventually hung up. That was so embarrassing. I felt so bad. I still feel bad about that. Yeah, one of those awkward moments of my podcast experiences (laughs) all right i love y'all i hope each and every one of you are doing well and i look forward to reconnecting with y'all very soon i'm not sure if i'm going to do the same time i usually do sunday nights at 8 p.m central time as my podcast recurring time but i might change that i'm not sure if i'm going to do the same time or just change it up every week i don't know but I'm definitely going to try to start hosting at least once a week. I'm going to try to pull it off. We'll see. Now, keep in mind, I'm working, going to grad school. So if you don't see a segment every week, then it might be, you know, every two weeks or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'm going to try once a week because it always cheers me up to, to host the podcast and connect with y'all. All right. This is Shell Wish give you a wonderful weekend and week ahead. Love and peace. This is Shell signing off for now.